So it's the day before Thanksgiving, and I thought I would completely change it up and bring you a little bit of long-form content. So yesterday, I went live on LinkedIn, and on LinkedIn, I was having a conversation about time management for dads because it was something that plagued me day in and day out. And if you're a busy dad, if you were struggling to figure out where to just like manage your time, if you were always chasing, like there's not enough time in the day, how do you figure it out? There's got to be a better way. This is exactly what you need. It's a little bit long because 25 minutes, but it's good through the entire thing because it's an entire process of how you set up your week to prepare yourself for what you did that week, but then also how you get ready for the upcoming week. So a little bit different, like I said, hope you enjoy it. Hope to bring some more of these in the future. And I'll be back again with you guys tomorrow. If your household is like my household, the kids are home. This is the first year that we've ever really had a Thanksgiving break. Usually the kids go till Wednesday until they come home. This year, it's a whole week. And it's those kind of weeks where everything just kind of goes crazy. Where the different moments in your life, the different like schedules, your meetings, whether you're working from home or whether you've got to figure out daycare, whatever it may be, it's those moments that really can mess with it. Because when it just gets frustrating trying to balance it all. I can't tell you how many times things have been interrupted throughout the day. We may most likely, if we make it through this entire conversation without getting interrupted, it'll be a miracle. I already had it multiple times a day. And it is an idea and an emotional frustration that has only been compounded since Corona. A little bit of backstory for me, this issue of time management is really one that's always struggled with. Back when I had the job, it was always frustrating trying to get everything done. We always had more dreams than we had time for. And I just felt like, man, I just, it was the common, the most common thought that dads have. I just wish I had 36 hours in a single day versus 24. But then you meet different people. Then there's people that are like, how do you get it all done in eight hours? And you don't look stressed. You don't look like you're like part of the chaos. You look like you're in the calm of the chaos. There's chaos all around you, yet somehow you're a calm person. Like, how does that work? And so for me, I became an extreme student of time management. And one of the things I want to talk to you about today and kind of share one of my big takeaways of trying to figure it out is one, in all the research that I've done on time management, the biggest epiphany is you can't create order until you have order in here. I'll say that again. To create order on the outside doesn't happen. There is not a planner in the world. There is not an outlook calendar process. There is not a flow to your workday. There is not a secretary that you have or you wish you had. There's no virtual assistance that can create calm until you feel it on the inside. This is often where I missed out on because it was this idea that there was some process, some magical book, some magical interview with a conversation on a podcast that would change everything for me, but never did because I was going about it the wrong way. I needed to start on the inside, not the outside. Now, I'm not going to focus necessarily this conversation on the inside. We'll do that maybe on a different day. But today, I want to talk about what are some of the things that if you do feel like you have calm on the inside... Or maybe you're trying to balance it and you're just looking for different things to do on the outside to really maybe create a space. Because that's something that if I look at my whole journey, the things that I did do on the outside created the space for me to feel 
like I was in this space where I could kind of see the big picture because as a dad with many kids, whether you got young kids or older kids, whether you got sporting events, you often just feel like you're in the weeds. You feel like you're stuck. And it's in that stuck feeling that you're like, I don't even know which direction I'm going anymore. I don't even know what's important. So again, it's Tuesday, going into a busy weekend. You've lost two days if you're working till Wednesday of the work week. You're trying to get everything done that you did in five and three, if you're lucky. And if you're like me, you're just trying to get through this week so you can get back to normal next week. How do you do it? What is a trick that you could do now to make sure that when you land on Monday, back in the week of normal, that you've got some preparedness? It's what I call the weekly review. This idea comes from David Allen in his book, Getting Things Done. Getting Things Done is a book about like every productivity hack that you could ever think of and laying them out how they could be implemented. Everything from random things like a tickler file. 98% of you listening to this have never heard of a tickler file, but a tickler file is a row of folders essentially on your desk with each month labeled for that folder. And you file things in that folder for that month when you need to worry about it. So if it's January and this like, Anything needs to be figured out in May, you put it in your tickler file. And then when you get to May, you open your file and like, oh, I filed that from January. I need to take care of that now. And it's about creating systems and processes to deal with things when it happens. So like, that's an odd example, but that's not what I want to talk about. The weekly review is an idea that really comes from getting to the big picture. So you've had, maybe you go for the example of five days throughout the week. You've had this five days throughout the week. You've done things, you've executed on projects, you probably didn't get a lot of things done. You probably went in on Monday like, yes, this is going to be the great week, I'm going to get all this stuff done. Friday comes around and you're like, ugh, none of that stuff got done. Now I got to work late tonight or I got to work over the weekend and you're like, man, we can't do that because we got swim practices, we got gymnastics, we got football practice maybe. You're like, man, when am I going to get this done? Because Monday, I get a whole other set of projects I got to get done. This is what happens. What we don't realize is throughout that 40-hour work week, people came into your life and took your time. Because you didn't necessarily have a plan, someone walked into your office, someone walked into your cube, and they said, hey, do you got time for a 30-minute meeting? I want to talk to you about something. They're like, yeah, sure, why not? Jump in, put it on your calendar. They send you a calendar, right? Boom, 30 minutes, gone repeat that process even three or four times, your week quickly goes to crap. Now, if you're listening and watching this live, drop in the chat. Let me know if anything like that has ever happened to you where someone walks into your life and says, hey, do you got 30 minutes? And you're like, oh yeah, you don't even think about it. It's almost like this backdoor hack to your calendar. And they do it without you even thinking about it. That is a moment that really erodes your 40-hour work week. And it happened routinely in my life. I can't tell you, I still suffer from today where I'll get an email or I'll be on a Zoom and someone will say, hey, are you available at this such a date time? And I'm like, yeah, sure. In my head, I got all the time in the world in my head. But in reality, when I look at the catastrophe that is my calendar, sometimes I'm like, I said yes way too many times. I did not have a plan because it's that plan that would have prevented it. So here's what we can do to kind of do a in the military, we called an after action review, but then we're also looking forward to figure out what we want to accomplish. It's a mixed bag of ideas. 
first step, either today at three o'clock or every Friday at three o'clock, block off 45 minutes on your calendar. Now, I know that's a lot, especially if you're already overwhelmed and you're like, Ben, I already don't have time. You're asking me to take five more minutes out of my time. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I'm asking you to do. Because on Friday at three o'clock or today at three o'clock, I want you to take that time and review everything that you were supposed to get done this week, like list them out, all the things, all the emails that you're like, man, I did not get that done. So list that out, figure out the casualty list. What didn't you get done? Also look at what you did get done. Find the things like, man, I did get a lot done because it can also happen the other way. That by you listing this out, you're like, I had a really productive week. But in your head, because maybe you had a bad day, the whole week becomes a bad day. And so this little moment here gets us a bigger picture. It's like that initial casualty report that would come in from the battlefield. Like, what's the, what's the cost of what we just did in a bad way? Because then that information is going to help us decide going forward where we go, what we do, what we don't do. So here, what we're also doing in this three o'clock is we're taking everything that we didn't get done. We're taking the things that we did get done. We're looking at our inbox and figuring out that which emails needed that 30 minute reply, because you know that email I'm talking about, which email needed that big reply that didn't happen. Because I can tell you, I hated those emails where you're like, oh, this is going to be a 35 minute email right here. And they put it in, I'm like, I got to respond. I was supposed to get done. Those are the emails that haunt me the most when I would go home from work. I'm like, damn it, I didn't get back to that email. Those are the things that would haunt me as a dad. Find those emails, list them on the things that you didn't get done. So now it's three o'clock. We've got our casualty list. Now we need to go into the future. Now we need to come out of the 1,000 foot level, come out of the ground level view of what we did that week. And we need to go up to the 30,000 foot level. At the 30,000 foot level, we need to think about what were we supposed to get done? What big projects are like on the 90 day business objectives? What maybe professional goals did I not move the needle on? What conversations have I had with my boss about working on something bigger that I didn't move the needle on? These are the conversations and the thoughts that we want to document at 30,000 feet. Because at 30,000 feet, we want to be high enough to see the big picture. We want to be high enough to see the full 90-day cycle. The full 90-day kind of like 90 days in the past and even 90 days in the future. Like kind of see that bigger picture of what are the big things that my team is kind of working on. Compare that with the things you were getting done, the things you gave your time to. Because this is also one of those moments where you're like, I did not work on the right things. Who's had that thought? Drop it in the chat if that's you. Because that thought is also one that can plague you. Because you're like, man, I'm supposed to be working on all these things that are actually going to increase sales or increase our revenue this month or work on that big acquisition that we're working towards. There's a book called The Four Disciplines Execution. They call this the whirlwind in that book. The whirlwind is what essentially prevents companies from moving the needle to moving and getting those big, hairy, audacious goals that is also mentioned in that book. Now, we've got this idea. We've got our 30,000 foot level. We've got our things we did get done. We've got our things we didn't get done. 
Here's where our plan for Monday comes in. Whether this is today at three o'clock or on Friday at three o'clock. Think about what do I want to get done? They said again, what do I want to get done? If you had snap your fingers and make anything happen, what would you want to get done? This is the big question. Because it's this question that should be aligned with the 90-day goals that your team's working on, the big objectives that the company is working on, the big things that you actually put your energy to every week that somehow you lose track of, that somehow the best of your intentions never ends up being the best of your intentions. It's that moment that really just messes our, our flow up, that it all just kind of goes downhill. So we've got our list of what we want to work on. We've got our list of emails we didn't get a reply to. We've got a list of things we didn't get done. Now, as you reflect on what you need to do on Monday morning, cross off anything that isn't going to matter. Cross off anything that isn't going to matter. In this moment, when you cross off anything that doesn't matter, you essentially say, that was important, but it's not urgently and important, or it's not important enough to keep going. Because there's a lot of things we've spent our time on that aren't actually valuable. As an entrepreneur, I can say that for sure. Whether it be social media, whether it be content creation, anything. There are so many things that you can get lost in that actually aren't relevant. I could live in my inbox for hours if I wasn't careful. When you're in charge of marketing, sales, operations, all of the ideas as an entrepreneur, it's an entirely world, bigger world of like getting lost in your own mind. But in this context, you've got focus. You've got a list. Here's the big idea. In money, we apply a budget. At work, you have budgets. You have plans for where your money needs to go for throughout the year. At home, you have a budget where your money goes. There's a f- term in money called you don't give your dollar a job, it'll find a job on its own. Who here, drop in the comments, has had their wallet find dollars and a job for that was all on their own? That their bank account gets a paycheck and somehow it's gone without you ever actually putting much intention to it. And you're like, where did that go? It was just there a couple days ago. Same thing happens with your calendar at work. So the idea and the big idea here is budget your time like you budget your money. So we've got this plan of our objectives, the things we want to work on, the emails, the goals. Now I want you to go down that list and assign a time. How much time in a perfect world would you really need to get that task done? If you had no interruptions, what would you need to get that done? Think about it. Once you know that number, now we have something to work with. Now I want you to pull up your calendar, whether it be in Gmail or Outlook or something else, and look at your calendar where there's open spots that you could fit in this type of work. Maybe your mornings are a little bit chaotic and it's a good time to just pump out an email versus any other deep work. Go on your calendar, take an empty spot, and actually block off and say, I'm responding to this email in that calendar block. Take it to a goal. Say, you know what, I need an hour and a half to really do the work 
that this goal really needs. Go on your calendar and apply it. Create another event to get that hour and a half goal done. Any of the things that you didn't get done this week that you want to get done next week that are worth doing, block it off on your calendar. Blocking it off on your calendar allows you to take your time back. It'll prevent someone coming into your cube or your office and saying, hey, you got 10 minutes? Move a calendar. No, I don't. I'm supposed to be working on this. Because here's something else that really happens in this micro moment. Let's pause here for a second. Someone comes into your office, takes your time for 10 minutes. If you don't have this method that we just talked about, taking what's important, taking your goals, blocking them off on your calendar, you no longer know what you're saying no to when you say yes. I'm going to say that again. Every time you say yes, you're really saying a no. But if your calendar is empty, it looks like there's nothing there. It looks like it's a low value time. But if you've got an email to your boss so that he can get it to his boss on your calendar and someone walks in, you can be like, you know what? Maybe next week or maybe tomorrow. But right now I got to get this done. But if we don't have that tool and resource there, it's not going to happen. We're just going to say yes, no matter what. So again, think about how we leverage our calendar to block off time for the emails, the goals, the projects, because life is still going to happen in business. Interruptions, random meetings, random conversations are going to happen. But the most important side effect of this process is you effectively know what you're saying no to. You effectively know what you're saying no to. Because here is another, let's tie this back to being a dad. Someone comes into your office and maybe you blocked off, you've got sports games you're going through this week. Someone comes to your office and say, hey, do you got time to do this? If you didn't have that sports game on your calendar, you might be like, oh yeah, I got time. After he leaves and you're like, crap. Supposed to go to the game tonight. You didn't know what you were saying no to. And also, it speaks to your priorities. If you want to reveal what's important to a man, look at his calendar. If you want to reveal what's important to a dad, look at his calendar. I have all my family events on my calendar. I had this entire week blocked off of my calendar so that each time I said yes to something that I was going to mix being a dad with, with the kids outside this office and being whatever I was going to do, I knew. It was worthy of that moment. I did not accept every invite that came this week. And a lot of those I put into next week. It's those moments that we really need to be an effective dad and have better time management. We need to know what we're saying no to, but it really starts with everything. That's why this exercise started with looking at your week, looking at what you didn't get done, looking at what you wanted to get done, going to 30,000 feet, looking at the overall landscape budgeting your time like your money, creating events on your calendar so that you take your time first. And guess what someone else can do? Guess when someone wants to send you a meeting invite and they look at your calendar. Depending on how your permissions are set up, they either see, man, this guy's busy. I don't know where I'm going to fit this time in. Maybe I, maybe I could do without it. Or maybe I could go down there and just talk to him instead. Or they're going to see all these different things that you're doing. Like, man, this guy's got it together. A plan is what we need. We are always going to hit a target we aim for, and we're always going to miss something we don't. 
But often what we don't do is we don't set ourselves up for Monday to come in with a plan to hit, to know what we need to do, that we just need to execute the plan. Because on Monday morning, things were already starting to go. Things were already starting to move. And because of that, we almost always react to how Mondays happen to us, not for us. But in this case, with this new plan, on this coming Monday, you're going to come into the office and you'll be like, I just got to work the plan. I don't need to worry about what's important right now. Maybe there's a little bit of email issues that's going on that I got to take care of. But I know exactly what I need to get done this week. I know what's important. Because here's, let's play this out a little bit further. If we ramp this up into weeks after weeks, you get to see and feel this confidence of momentum. You create momentum in a dad's life, game over. You've got it. Because momentum towards a feeling that you're winning keeps us going, keeps us fueled, keeps us getting disconnected. And it's when we don't feel connected, where we don't have a plan at work, that really erodes our quality time at home. Your ability to be connected with your kids, your ability to play chess or trains or whatever it may be, depending on your kid's age, whatever that may be, you're going to be less connected to that moment if you're thinking about work. And another side effect of this whole process is imagine today at three o'clock or every Friday at three o'clock, you've created this battle plan of how you're going to execute the next week. You've created this operating system that next week's going to run on. You've identified everything that you forgot. You paused for a second and just tensionally thought, what did I forget? What did I not do this week? So instead of having them on Saturday morning when you're trying to play with your kids and be like, oh, crap, I forgot to reply to that email. What am I going to do? I got to jump out from what I'm doing and go reply to that email quick before I, someone gets in trouble. Instead of that moment happening, you intentionally made it happen on Friday. This moment allows you to go into the weekend with a clear head a focused mind and understanding what's important. And on the weekend, it's family time. And because you created this game plan of where you're going, what you're doing, you've now got this whole new headspace to go into the weekend. And this is a special weekend because it's Thanksgiving. And so you've now got this battle plan that on Monday, you've cleaned up all your headspace. You've created yourself to have this room for gratitude on Thanksgiving to have this room to have a good four-day work week, hopefully, or a good four-day time home with your kids and be connected and not worry about work and trust that you've got a plan for Monday when you get back. These ideas are things that you already were doing at work, but they weren't really applied with some dad juice. That dad juice allows you to understand really what's important at each individual moment, whether it be your kids coming to interrupting a Zoom meeting, which so far we've been able to avoid here. And so far I haven't heard any kids killing each other out there. So that's another good sign. It's those moments of intention that allows you to figure out what's most important. Had the kids interrupted, I would have paused this year, stopped talking to you and started talking to them. It was that flip of a switch, but that headspace allows me to do that. It comes from the inside again. All of this stuff that we just talked about on the outside to bring it full circle, it's only going to be able to create a momentum towards something. This is where it's tricky because if you don't have something on the inside that you're moving towards, if you don't have this understanding of really what's important, you're not going to be able to do it. So 
anybody wants this and more. So this was almost 23 minutes that I was talking here. If you would like something a little bit shorter, because if you were a busy dad like I was, you didn't have everything that you needed. You didn't have all the time you needed. You didn't have all these little tricks in your mind. So I launched the Business of Fatherhood this year, and it's a short five-day-a-week podcast because I don't want to take away your dad time. I don't want to give you homework to listen to a podcast on the weekend, and I don't want homework to create it on the weekend. So five days, there is a short three- to four-minute episode just like this, but a lot shorter, and giving you the hit of advice that you need that day to help you take what you're learning at work, apply it at home, and become a bad, a better dad. Not a bad dad, a better dad. And that better dad creates more intention. It creates that connection to your family, to your marriage that you're looking for. And it allows us to have a process in life. If you want to hit me up and interact in any other way, check me out on Instagram. I'm always posting different things on my life over there, at Ben underscore Cloy. And I'll also put a link down in the comments for the Facebook group. It's that Facebook group where we're connecting as dads, the busy dads, trying to figure out how this whole thing works. And the crux of the matter is as a busy dad, how do we get more intentional with our life? How do we create clarity? How do we become more adverse to life where we don't have to react to it, that we do get to be that calm person in the middle of a hurricane? Because that's really the objective. As I look at my own growth journey, I'm a man who's never given up. I took these hard lessons, these crucibles of life that I was going through. It's these crucibles of life that I really went through that allowed me to figure out where I was supposed to go. It's figuring out these little tricks that really helped me become a better dad. And it's that being a better dad that we're all looking for. And so to wrap things up again, everything we talked about is important. Applying it, learn it. Let me know in the comments, what was your big takeaway of this? I rambled on for a long time here. So let me know what was your big thing that you're taking away that you're implementing. Also, if you've learned something and it works, let me know next week. Do a post, tag me on Instagram. Let me know how this affected your life by reorganizing it in a way and bringing time management to you as a dad. Guys, have an amazing Thanksgiving. Hope everybody gets some headspace where they can enjoy family, create some great memories. And remember that this is not just about the holidays and not just about shopping, but it's about connecting as family, showing gratitude for all that we have in life because we do have abundance in life. But as busy dads, we can often feel like there's just not enough of us. So have an amazing day. Have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll be back soon.